Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What the fuck was that? Jesus lines embarrass yourself like that in front of all those goddamn people well you're drinking all night fucking drinking again eight goddamn fucking whiskey sours <sighs> fucking bullshit <laughs> you're a fucking miserable drunk you fucking remembering your fucking lines i practiced them and now i don't look like i goddamn practiced them you're sitting there like a fucking baboon <laughs> show that goddamn Jim Stacy. You're gonna show all of them on that goddamn fucking set who the fuck Rick Dalton is, alright? Let me tell you something. You don't get these lines right. I'm gonna blow your fucking brains out tonight, alright? Your brains are gonna be splattered all over your goddamn pool. I mean it, motherfucker. Today, huh? 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 Admit it. It's, uh, let's see. Well, Sunday into Monday, I do, uh, 83 weeks. I had to put up Jamie Irwin's show. I'm waiting patiently on Hughesy's motherfucking show to get here. Hambone show went up. There's just, I had a lot going on. So now, at 8.17 a.m. Eastern, I get to record my intro here. And actually, to be honest with you, I almost mailed it in and didn't record an intro. I went straight from the music into the very delightful panel I recorded this weekend with Hughesy and Mike Durbin, the Dream Team. But I decided, you know what, mailing it in, I don't know about that. I got to give full effort. If people know one thing about me, I said I give 100% in everything I do. Never, ever my lackadaisical, never, ever my lazy, and never, ever do I procrastinate. So we're going to have a little intro here. Um, you know, what you're going to hear today from me, Husey, and Durbin, uh, <laughs> I think, depends on which part of the segment I air, is, you know, some goals for 2020, and I've been thinking about it, and it's, I mentioned it a little bit before, having, um, doing the Jim Morrison specials on here made me think about it a little bit, 
And in the last year, uh, a lot of 2019, actually, I was really thinking about it. Uh, thinking about, um, how do I put this? What am I doing? What the fuck am I doing? What the fuck am I going to be known for? You know, things like that. Worrying about how my name was used. Things like that. And um, just, I, I, I got into a, a pattern, a lazy pattern for like the last couple of years. And people might think, you do a lot of shows, man. And you seem to be making a couple of dollars. You make some people money. You're always promoting. You're, you're doing your own shows. You're doing your sister shows. You're doing your brother's shows. You're doing unaffiliated shows. And that's all well and good. I just mean I kind of fell into a pattern with this podcasting, and I let it take over, and I've really been trying to make it into a business. Uh, for I mean, I got bills to pay, as Stone Cold says on his show. They show up at the same time every month. It's unbelievable. They're going to be there, and they got to get paid. And so I found through this a way to, to pay the bills without having to drive a forklift, which was very nice. But at the same time, all it's been very time-consuming. And I've let some things, some goals, some dreams fall by the wayside. And just before I was um, really diving headfirst into podcasting, and that happened in the last year and a half with Creative Control Network and then you know Conrad stuff and jumping on with Raven, and all of a sudden I had all these different things. And it took a lot of time away from... Um, writing and just before I really dove in head first I was still going to school I had uh, left uh, I was going to Southern New Hampshire University online and I left due to my um, back injury and it was just I was fucked up and I couldn't I couldn't get my classes done I just couldn't it was I was wrecked my back was wrecked I was feeling wrecked and I initially just I didn't want to give a half-assed effort for my classes so I was taking time off and while I did that, I was still taking, like, side classes from a, a company called Screenwriters University. And uh, much like a clown college, I don't think that a, you don't get a diploma from Screenwriters University. You might get a certificate, and you can maybe put it on a resume, but it's, I don't think it's legit. By that, I mean it's not, it's not a legit university. But it has online classes, you learn some things, and it keeps you active, it keeps you in practice. So I took a class at Screenwriters. I was going to take a, another couple of more. I still might this year. And then the podcasting thing came along, and all my focus uh, became that. How am I going to succeed at this? How am I going to become a better host? What shows am I going to have on my network? How can I make the money? How can I continue to have good relationships with the people I work with? How can I continue to have good relationships with the company so I can help my friends and my coworkers and my colleagues make a couple of dollars, too, and make this worth it for everyone? So the last year and a half, that's re- it's been like... My foot's been on the gas. It's been podcast, 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 sponsor, 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 partners, blah, 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 co-host, all this. And as you've heard me thoroughly bitch about, I haven't taken you know, any vacations. I've gone away with friends a couple of times last summer. Uh, shout out to the tremendous Meyer Mountain. And uh, even though I slept uh, and laid around the couch most of the second day, which I also did down at the Bailey Shore House. So day two, I don't do day twos anymore. But I'm talking about a week and, and the longer I go between vacations, it's turned into two weeks, you know, away with my wife, maybe Disney, maybe a cruise, maybe international, just something with the phone, shut the fuck off. But uh, what's my point? My point is without having the free time, I haven't been able to do the writing that I've, I've wanted to do. And I've mentioned that here on the show before, uh, that I had this idea for, for a dramatic pilot slash first season of a show. And I've I had the first uh, little itches for this idea literally in the year 2000, fall of 2000. And I remember this because I have an old notebook, uh, or I had an old notebook where the original idea was sketched in there. And my dad will like this. I remember specifically that I wrote it uh, either on break or on the clock, either way, at uh, DPC, 
in Oaks, too. We were in Oaks at the time. And I remember sitting at my desk, and we had just moved, and the downstairs uh, area where I worked wasn't ready yet. So there was nothing for me to do, really. I think I was doing some filing. And when the filing was done, I was, you know, scrolling in my notebook, and I had this idea uh, initially for a short story, which it could still, it could probably still be a short story or a novel. My idea now is to turn it into a pilot. So why am I talking about this? Because I'm talking about goals for 2020, which Mike Durbin and Husey and I will talk about today on the show. But my goal for, for 2020, and I would say by summer, I'm going to give myself five, six months, that by summer I'm going to be able to, and I will, take some time and write this thing out. And if that means that I leave the keys to the uh, Creative Control Network in someone else's hands to do the uploads and stuff like that, then that's what it's, going, what it's going to be. If it means I have to take a month away from Keeping It 100 or The Raven Effect or Conrad shows or all of them, then that's just what it's going to be because if 2020 is going to be about chasing dreams and it's going to be about some sacrifices too. And if I have to sacrifice time working for and with those guys and maybe upsetting some people to pursue a different dream, then that's just the way it is. So my, my dream at this point, as I've said before, well, is to have a month, you know, lock me up Tarantino style in Amsterdam. Of course, instead of Amsterdam, I'll probably be in Atlantic City or, uh, you know, like Trenton. But uh, lock me up for a month in a hotel, room service, music, laptop, notes, screenwriting books, and I'll bang this fucking thing out. But I, I, that's what I want to do. I'm aiming for by June to be able to put time aside and be able to do that. If it, I don't know if it'll take a whole month. It may take all week. It may take longer. Other than that, you're going to hear us talk a little bit about music. Why are we talking about music? Well, again, as I mentioned on the show before, you know, when I was younger, I tooled around with writing songs, and uh, I never had the confidence to pursue it when I was really heavily into writing. Years later, I found my way singing for a couple of cover bands. Nothing, you know, full-time, not even part-time, probably just a handful of times. But I knew some people. I got to get up and sing here and there. It was fun. My voice was all right. It wasn't as bad as some... Like, I would go sing for this band, and it would be like... It would be, hey, we lost our singer. Can you come help us out? And I would say, sure. And it would be me and a few other guys rotating. And so those guys might have been trying out. I really wasn't. But uh, seeing what kind of guys were out there trying to sing for cover bands, I realized, geez, I could do this. Because I might not be great, but I'm just as good or better than these, you know, fellows. So... I messed around with that a little bit into my mid-twenties. I just fell off, you know. I had I had and have had bad writer's block for a long time where I don't know what caused it. I don't know what continues to cause it. And this is when it comes to trying to write songs or lyrics. I just don't, I just don't have it anymore. But lately I felt the itch. I felt it coming back a little bit. I have some ideas written down. I have about a, a whole sheet of ideas and sketches and song titles and first lines and all this. That all just came to me in a two, three-day period. And I was like, okay, I could do this. I could do this again. So goal number two for 2020. These are, you know, these are, I'm setting the bar high here. I'm trying to get a lot of creative shit done this year. Will I get any of it done? <laughs> Who knows? It might just be like any other year. Goal two. Second half of 2020. After I set aside the time to try to write this pilot. I will continue to try and get in shape. And I will try one more time to try to get a band together. Now, whether it's originals or covers, certainly I like to eventually do something original and maybe even release it so that I can have that under my belt when it's, you know, 40, 30 years down the road, whatever, and it's uh, I'm, in, I'm in the goddamn deathbed, and I go, well, at least I did that. That's one thing I'd like to look back and say, geez, at least 
I, you know, took the bull by the horns. This year we're going to grab the bull by the balls. Cliche. And chase the one dream and I put out, you know, four songs on Spotify or 12 songs or an album. Who knows? But I'd like to have something like that with that output, you know. And so then you'd have a published story. You'd have a completed pilot that I would be shopping around. You would have all this podcasting stuff that's that's been pretty successful. And then I would have some music under my belt. And then I could maybe look at my life and go, hey, I did some things. You know, it could be a midlife crisis. And I think that is actually part of it. That When I was in my 20s, I never felt in a rush to do things, which explains why I was so lackadaisical when it came to music or getting in a band or holding a job or saving money because I wasn't, I didn't feel in any particular rush. I didn't feel any pressure. And as I get older and my life has changed and I'm married now and sometimes I look back and I go, what did I do with my fucking 20s? What did I do to make my parents proud? What did I do to leave behind for myself? Like some kind of something I could look back and be proud on, proud of. And so now I'm, I'm approaching my 40s and I'm, I'm getting nervous and I'm having that midlife crisis and it's not a not a midlife crisis where I, I want to get a Corvette and, you know, get a fucking, you know, uh, hair plugs. It's just a midlife crisis as to where, okay, we're getting the crunch time. It's time to accomplish some things. So 2020 will hopefully be the year of accomplishments. And I'm not saying I'm going to quit, you know, Creative Control Daily or the network. As a matter of fact, I can't quit Creative Control Daily. I'm signed for a year contract with several companies. So I'm here, baby. At least through 2020, I'm here. And although I do get kind of a charge uh, from helping my other shows out, I signed three deals this weekend. One was a six-month deal for one show. One was for uh, all of 2020. So that show is has one sponsor all year that they know. They can depend on that income. And then another show I just signed for one week sponsor. But it's still, you know, some money in their pocket that we didn't have before. I get a charge out of that. Part of the business side of this is more what I'm really into than the recording and editing anymore. The, I'm, I like uh, finding sponsors and convincing them they should work with these shows and why and how does this show relate to them and why should they give them their money to do a commercial and why would their fans listen to this commercial You know, and all this stuff. That's become fun for me. That's my charge now. That's my rush now. But I'm looking for some more. So when I look for some more, that's when I look around and I go, man, I got to get some fucking writing done. What am I doing? Why am I not getting it done? And it, it comes down to, it does come down to some laziness. It does come down, it, some of it's lack of time. Some of it is when I have free time. Next thing you know, I'm watching fucking TV, you know, or I'm laying around looking at my phone. You know, it's, I, I take a lot of the, well, I take all the blame. There's no one to blame but me. Nobody's fault but mine. But that's a nice little intro. That's a nice little ramble. And that's some goals to set out there. And then when December 31st hits, you can go, Hey, Feeney, what happened to the TV script and the and the released music? Or at least the, the cover, working with a cover band. You're not, did you not do any of that all year? And I'll go, fuck you, Joe. So <laughs> other than that, um, like I said, today, it is the Dream Team, Husey and Mike Durbin. There's nothing to say about it except it's me, Husey and Mike Durbin, riffing and bullshitting, talking 2020 goals, making fun of some people. And that is about it. Thank you for listening. Oh, and to add on to the end here, if you're in the Philadelphia area, whether you're in Philly, Delaware County, Chester County, Montgomery County, Philadelphia County, New Jersey over the bridge, whatever, and you heard what I said about music, 
and you're looking for a new project or you're looking for someone to come in and help with your existing band, maybe you need someone to come in and sing in a mediocre fashion, maybe you need some help with songwriting, maybe you're just interested in trying something new and you have similar influences as me, it's very important because I'm not going to get out there and deal with a band whose main influence is fucking Sugar Ray, okay? I'm not going to do it. Put your arms around me, baby. Put your arms around me, baby. Beer in the Guns N' Roses, The Doors, Led Zeppelin, Pearl Jam, Rolling Stones, so on and so forth. The Who, Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix. Hit me up. Check me out. Hit me up, creativecontroljff at gmail.com or at jffeeny3rd on Twitter. Now, on with the show. Okay, so we all know how a VPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But I didn't know this until recently, and it's taken my TV watching game to the next level. You can use a VPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Over the weekend, I used ExpressVPN to binge Doctor Who on UK Netflix. It was so simple. I just fired up the ExpressVPN app, changed my location to the UK, refreshed Netflix, and that's it. See, ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost 100 different countries, so just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want on the go or on the big screen, wherever you are. And if you visit my special link right now, expressvpn.com slash creative control, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash creative control. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, yeah, I just, it just occurred to me, though, probably the difference is the fact that every wrestling fan ever has heard a Blue Chew commercial and probably already made their purchase. So with Husey's show, when he has different comedians on and shit, or Jamie's, Jamie Irwin's show, when he has people on, I've never, I don't know who they are most of the time, you know, and he doesn't really mm. do wrestling that much, so he's actually hitting a different kind of audience. I just was watching Artie Lang with the guy, um, Shane, uh, I can't remember his name now. Gillis? <coughs> yeah, he's, Artie's had Blue Chew the whole time, I think. Yeah, so. but the th- see what the thing about wrestling podcasts is, I, I honestly don't understand how People can do it, uh, even at, at this time, because WWE, uh, are they, I don't know if they're back from the Christmas break, and then NXT was off, and uh, the TNA and AEW were off, so how do they talk about it every week? Like, that's why they keep falling for all the kickbait. 
Well, that's yeah. one of the. I remember just when we first started talking and working together and stuff, Husey, one of the first things I, I bitched about in the beginning, and I think I said similar things to Mike, is that I was already, like, all fucking bent out of shape. Like, I'm stuck doing this wrestling show. How the fuck am I going to get out of this, you know? And I got I got ads and shit. I have to do the show. I can't stand it anymore because I had interviewed basically everyone I wanted. So I can't understand anyone that wants that keeps adding wrestling content, especially today, you know? And yeah. believe me, like... It wasn't that long ago, man. I was down in, in Orlando for WrestleMania and WrestleCon and all that just three years ago. I was I was still kind of all about it. It fell off after that, like almost immediately. But I was a regular watcher. I was doing a few shows a week interviewing fucking anybody I could and shit. And it just died for me in the last few years, especially the last two. You know, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. But. Yeah, the, the only people left that I want, they're all... Like impossible to get, like Batista, yeah. Kevin Nash, Chris Jericho. Because I had another, my five was those three plus Bischoff and uh, Disco. Yeah, and yeah. I got them, but the other two, it's uh, impossible. I think if you met if you met Nash in person, I think if he liked you personally, you'd have a good shot at him. I've met him a couple times, and and we I've talked to him for like ten or twelve minutes, and then I've met him other times where he's just a complete asshole. So it's Nash is very. Yeah, he's very up and down. I think he thought I was just incredible at uh, StarCraft. <laughs> he asked me how the, how the road was treating me. He said something about working in a town. And I was like, oh, yeah, East Binghamton. Yeah, that was crazy. <clears throat> I just went along with it. But fucking, yeah, I, my, my big ones was uh, Conan, which took me a while, and then Raven and Bischoff. And, like, Russo, you know, in the beginning was, was a big. I remember I got Ed Ferrara, and I was like, oh, shit. You know? Yeah, he doesn't do much, man. Yeah. But that was when I that was like five years ago at this point six almost and uh, but I ran out the only the literally because I don't want to talk wrestling like I would say oh I want to get Bret Hart but I don't really want to talk wrestling so Cross is yeah. the only guy and we had a fucking I had a miscommunication about the time and I already fucked that up so he probably won't do it but uh, so it's we're all starting early today uh, for Creative Control Daily because luckily uh, my friends here Mike Durbin and Husey my best friends. Uh, <laughs> Must have been up all night watching Wrestle Kingdom because you guys are up. You're you're ready to go for the show early. Pretty sure. No, you were not watching no. Wrestle Kingdom. No, can I, I didn't even know. I, I didn't even know about it until you mentioned it last yeah, night. Yeah. Can I uh, just take the time to announce my uh, new YouTube show? Oh, you got yeah. Go ahead. Of course. Yeah, it, it's all about uh, my favorite uh, Nicholas Cage performances throughout the '90s, and the YouTube show is called uh, Wig Life. Oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see. That. I've also got another one about uh, animals on a farm, pig life. Hmm. Well, you know, when Mike Durbin had that guy on the show uh, a few weeks ago, the guy who worked in the cemetery, he's actually got his own YouTube show coming out called <laughs> Dig Life. So that is uh, going to be phenomenal. I wonder, Husey, I heard you had a uh, Husey has a, a new dancing show coming out, and it's called the Irish Jig Life. Oh no! Well, I'm glad you put Irish before that. Yeah. No, I've got uh, also one uh, about. Uh, the the, uh, the body size of certain uh, wrestling podcasters is called uh, Big Life. <laughs> you know, I spent a lot there's of time. One, I spent a lot of time. There's one I've also got in the works and has uh, people with uh, bad lungs. Big Life. Oh, wow. yeah, that's a good. That could get some good sponsors. You know, I spent a lot of time in the transportation industry, and I have a lot of friends who you know have worked on and around trucks. And we're thinking about doing a YouTube show called Rig Life. So <laughs> that could be. That could actually. Wow. That's just hey. That was that was all just riff, riffing there, folks. That was completely improvised. But uh, unfortunately, none of those shows really do exist. I got to be honest with you. Which is too. Well, there's so, one we uh, didn't. There's one we didn't mention, but uh, we don't want it to be taken <laughs> out of context. <laughs> no, we're not going to say that one. I already know where. I already know where you're going with that. 
But I do have my David Bowie show coming up. That's going to be Zig Life. Ah, good one. Well, I was actually going to put up uh, a illegal gambling YouTube show called Vig Life. <laughs> there you go. Or that could have been, eh, whatever. That works well enough. <laughs> so we're here. It is uh, post-New Year's. You know, uh, haven't had you guys on a little while. We all, we all took little breaks. Uh, I missed Husey's Christmas show. And then uh, Husey mostly missed mine, which never aired. I don't know if, I think Mike's aware of that. I don't know if, I just never aired it because uh, I think we recorded about 45 minutes and I had to stop because I was so hungover. Immediately as we stopped recording, I went and threw up and like passed out for the rest of the day. I listened back, and I was like, this is fucking garbage. Maybe I was being a little too self-critical, but I probably could have used some of it. But I was like, you know what, let's just throw this in the fucking trash. Because, yeah, I didn't really didn't really enjoy that recording too much. But um, we're here. Yeah, with- that, day, that day I was uh, putting up Christmas decorations, cooking. I had to go to the off-license, or what you call in America, the liquor store, man. Ooh. Where you surf to the uh, to the liquor store to buy beers, bro. I had the cook. I was getting ready to go out that night. I think there was boxing on, so I had like a an eight minute window. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was bad. It was bad. I was in no shape to even record a podcast. Which, <laughs> yikes! But uh, so New Year's Eve has passed, and uh, Husey, I know you had a phenomenal New Year's Eve party. How'd that go for you? I, I really didn't like it at all. It's just the sort of thing where. Do you ever get when you have these friends that you know are going to drop out of the party or say no to the invite? Yes. But they won't but they won't say it in advance. Like they won't say in early December, yeah, I'm likely not going to be able to make that. So we then had a, a series of dropouts within the case of uh like an hour to ninety minutes. So it instantly kills your mood to have like seven people going or can't make it, can't make it. I'm yeah. not going to be able to make it tonight, guys. Have fun. And it's just like, and, and then, so that was boring. And then uh, it was also a case that I've uh, eaten and drank a lot over the winter break. So mm-hmm. I felt just so bloated to the point where it's like, this isn't healthy. I'm not enjoying this shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it's funny when my wife and I moved into this house about uh, over two years ago, and we've had one party. And and it's all it's all along the lines of she I haven't grown up I haven't grown out of it yet she actually hasn't drank since last Christmas and I'm still trying to like I'm not respecting her wishes to not drink at all I'm constantly nagging her like we should go out hey why don't we go out hey you want to go away hey let's have people over and I finally realized like gee she's not it's not a face she really just doesn't want to drink so I made a resolution to stop harassing her about it but that I but, I, uh, I know that the, the, the way other, the other thing that drives me crazy about parties is do you ever get when you say to people. Well, come on up uh, any time after half seven or seven thirty, as they said in USV. Yeah. Uh, but then they turn up at about uh, half nine or nine thirty, mm-hmm. and so you you've been like trying to drink for this time, but by the time they get there, you're either really sleepy or because you've been relaxing for two hours, and they've just arrived, and it's like the energy levels are all off, and or some or people are more drunk than others, and then. You can't get a conversation going. You just think, "Fuck this!" I think that was my official last party because yeah. party the the New Year's Eve party I had previously before then was was so fucking debauched and crazy that uh, most people don't actually believe it. Even when we talk back, like because it was <laughs> fucking I said it was an like an orgy. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and I actually I wound up pulling one of those moves where I, I showed up at a party very very late. Uh, I stayed home. And uh, 
didn't leave the house till about one o'clock in the morning because, well, like I said, I'm the only, I'm sitting, I'm drinking at the house. My wife's not drinking. What she actually convinced me to do since I had a buzz on, she had me fucking moving furniture around. She's like, "You're fucked up. You don't care." So I'm moving furniture around the bedroom. We're taking the tree down. It hits about twelve thirty, and a, uh, a couple of friends are texting me from the one party they're at. Like, come over, come over, come over. The one guy's like, "I'll stay all night if you come over." That's not what happened at all. I, I saw him for about six minutes. He's like, uh, I'm done for the night. I got to go. Dude, I just took a fucking Uber over here. What are you doing? But, uh, yeah, no, I don't blame you. And then there, I see, like I said, I I only had the one party here. So I haven't had a party in a long time. So I'm way past the fucking, I don't remember how bad the cleanups used to be and all that shit. Like, that's that's the absolute worst. Yeah, that's where uh, I, I've been getting a lot of hate from, from a certain cunt. Because <laughs> the place, like, but, but I, because I, there was all these, like, glasses left out and, it was a drinking game being done where it was like a monopoly, but if you land on certain things, you have to. It was like a drinking monopoly game. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I got sick. It's like, well, I can't do fucking six shots of whiskey back to back straight. Like that's a, <laughs> that's like a glass of whiskey. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I got sick, so I get moaned at that. And it's like, well, you bought the fucking game. It sounds like what's it called? Is that pass out? I don't know. It's Scott Hall's. Scott Hall's Monopoly. <laughs> yeah. Mike, you had a quiet New Year's, didn't you? Sorry, uh, did you know Scott Hall starting a YouTube uh, channel? Really? Called uh, Swig Life. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. So, Mike, you had a quiet, quiet New Year's Eve, right? Yeah, I didn't do anything. I was asleep well before midnight, and that's the way I've done it for the past like fifteen years, probably. Yeah. Very rare. It's very rare that I go out. I think the last time I was out on New Year's Eve was uh, in Disney World in 2013. We had a big family reunion there, and. Um, it was New Year's Eve. Before that, I think 2006 was the last time I went out. Yeah, I think uh, my problem in New Year's Eve parties is that apart from that mad one that I've had, all, all ones from previous years have been canceled, not from my choice, because I gather people are dropping out or wherever we were going to go isn't going to be open. Or last year, my back was so bad that I literally couldn't stand up on like some people with their live streams. So <laughs> uh, I... Uh, so I, that's why I'm glad I got this one out of my system because 2020, I don't want any fucking parties. You, you're talking about some people that live stream their entire walk to work and yeah. they talk about um, the true meaning of Christmas while not looking pained at all. You must be in pretty yeah, great but, shape because I can barely sit and talk without running out of breath. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, the true meaning of Christmas is to uh, put your hand out and beg. <laughs> you know, I was going to... I was thinking about uh, maybe we should talk about some, you know, make it a positive podcast this week and mm-hmm. maybe talk about some 2020 goals. And one thing I was thinking about doing, actually, I was thinking about trying to maybe get a little band together and, and play some, you know, little bar shows and stuff like that. But one of my ideas for that was uh, getting a YouTube channel together. And actually, it was going to mm. be called uh, Gig Life. So that would actually feature any of the shows that we played. But. No, seriously, I think uh, I think one of my goals for 2020, that's what I'm going I'm to make happen. A, I want to make a shitload more money podcasting, but my little side goals have always been to get something written and published, which I've done. It wasn't that great. I want to get some more things published, but I think I'd like to get back into the into the band game, which would involve getting into shape as well, because fucking A, I mean, there's no way I could fucking sing a show at this point. But So what do you guys have in mind? You got anything? You're looking down the road for 2020, anything that you want to do? Well, for me, uh, l- later... At- Towards the end of 2019, uh, when it comes to the podcast, I actually, at one point with a mixture of YouTube money and adverts and stuff, I made uh, a four-figure income. Yeah. From it, not like fucking £9,000 or whatever. Like, it was just over a 1000 
And I thought, well, that's a good sign. So I'd like to keep building on that. Uh, and I'd like for the podcast to get bigger. And I'd also just like to, as a, for a personal thing, because it's something I don't really talk about much, but uh, like I, I sometimes deal with like, I wouldn't say depression, but depressive states. And last year I, I was going through some real shit. So coming into this year, I've been trying badly to just sort of focus on the positives of everything. Like I've had, uh, it's January 4th, the time of recording. I've still got the beer shits from New Year's Eve, <laughs> but that's a good thing because it makes me not want to drink more. Yeah, yeah, it's a good deterrent for sure. Yeah. Like I've said before, I, I, I'm a notorious uh, late hangover type. So if I'm out drinking the night before, like I'll wake up the following morning. I'll be great. I'll, I'll, my wife will be like, hey, you want to go to the store? Let's go to the store. Let's do this. Let's have lunch. Fucking A. And then by 4 or 5 o'clock, I'm, I'm getting sick. I'm laying around. Like, yeah. I get real late hangovers. Shit. But um, what about you, Mike? What do you got for 2020? You got any big goals uh, in mind? You know, I think back to 2004, I think, um, I wrote out on a piece of paper a bunch of goals for the year. Not resolutions, but goals. And... I remember at the end of the year, I looked back and I had achieved them all, right? Yeah. One of them was uh, get back into the into the band scene. I'd been out for about two years at that point. I, I hadn't been in any bands, and I wrote it out on January 1st, and then you know a couple months later, I was back in a band, and I was living the life again, and uh, there was some monetary goals that I set for myself, and I achieved those, and there was a few other ones, and yeah, it was it was pretty successful. And then... Uh, I never did it again, but I think I should do that this year. Because sub- you know, subconsciously, somehow I made it all happen. It wasn't a dream board, was it? Did you have one of those dream boards up? No, I like those, <laughs> though. I like the idea of that. But, yeah, I, that's another good thing. I got sucked into it. I'm looking at my bookshelf over there, and there's a copy of The Secret. I, ne- I have not read it, but I definitely got suckered into buying it. I can't remember why. Someone was talking about it. But uh, do you ever, was it Ryback? It may have he been talks about fucking Ryback. It may have been. Yeah, I think I heard him talk about it on on Jericho's podcast. Actually, I yeah. was like, "Wow, this sounds interesting. Let me at least give it a look." Because I'm a or I try to be a big reader. Now my attention span is the shits. Uh, do you ever think about that now? Like, are you are you just you're you're not interested in being in a band anymore? Um, you know or what? Like actually, you, like, like grew, my schedule now, my work schedule would be yeah. perfect because I have evenings and weekends completely off. So I I definitely could, but uh, physically, yeah, I'm not. I I, I the shape I'm in right now, I would not be comfortable going up on a stage and being filmed and photographed and stuff like that. No, I'm almost 200 pounds right the, now. The bands that you were in were all in California. No, no, no. they were all here. They were, I, they I were didn't in, okay. play in one band in California. Okay, yeah, I, three I, years. I, I brought mistake. my stuff out there. Yeah, I brought all my gear out there when I moved there. But um, yeah, I didn't play one note out there. It was just, it's a different game there, man. You got to be totally pro. Yeah, and people out there, they don't play just for the love of it it's like everybody's got um you know their their plan or they're all in two or three bands because they're they're trying to make it they're just out there trying to make it you know so here i was just i was just in it for fun and to meet girls and you know i made money but i didn't care about making money i just cared about going out it's uh it helped me be social so in that way in that respect it was very successful i played all the huge venues in chicago that a lot of my favorite bands have played, played huge festivals, everything like that. So, yeah, good times, man. Do you have any uh, 2020 goals uh, podcasting-wise? Yes, and one of them may be achieved tomorrow if a certain Ooh. person does not cancel on me. Yeah, because I would just love it if uh, if I could somehow make money from uh, 
enough money from podcasting that it could be like a, a genuine income source. Yeah. yeah, and that it could almost be like a, a become a professional. Well, I yeah. mean that's that's why it's like I told you this morning. Like we were talking about a, a company that some of the creative control shows have, and some don't at this point, or some have had, and it just didn't work. But Husey just got locked in for the for the year. So that's that's like boom. I know all year I'm going to make this fucking amount of money each month at least. You know, so that's that's mm-hmm. a pretty good start anyway for the year, and that's my goal for pretty much every. My goal is to at least have <clears throat> two sponsors a month for each show. And I used to think uh, at least, let's at least get one a week or one a show. It's tough sometimes. Like the, the last quarter of 2019, almost it was like everyone had fucking sponsors going. You guys had sponsors. I think, like I said before on the show, it's like everybody except fucking Hambone had a goddamn sponsor. You know, I'm still work. I'm still working on him, of course. But, but I had sponsors for Conan. I had sponsors for Raven too, which are outside the network. Like everybody had something going on, and then fucking December hit, and it was. So hopefully we're but all that, catching back up. But that's because even even the biggest shows, like uh, just to name drop for for my podcast, the end of Eugene Grad from uh, Adam Carolla's show, which is yeah. one of the biggest podcasts in the world. Uh, she told me that they take such early Christmas breaks because people just don't give a fuck and then and they're busy in any free time. It's watching the same thirty films or it's watch or it's going out to Christmas dinners and stuff. So uh, December's a rough one. Even even uh, the even in regards to YouTube, keeping a one hundred YouTube got a fucking the the worst numbers ever last month. Like yeah. even before it started, where and it's already. It's only January fourth, and we've already got a massive jump ahead than what we did in December. I think uh, coming up, we'll have some more dirt sheet guys on over there. So with having Alvarez on or, or Meltzer, that's good for YouTube for sure. Because you look at their their fucking YouTube, and they they do very well. Yeah, less less college sports talk, please. More dirt sheet talk. Fu- it's like would be you can better. you can tell certain days when we're doing the mailbag and discos. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacqueline hit me with a really hard forearm. And then I was, if I didn't wrestle her, I was going to be fired. And Conan's <laughs> like, yeah, I lost my mask. We made a event of triple main. And they're, they're totally, like, going through the motions. And then it's like, hey, Conan, did you see the fucking Steelers game? And it's like 15 minutes of football talk. Like, that's like yeah. that's what wakes them up, you know? Fucking, like, I'll be sitting there doing, you know, a lot of things. And then if they start talking movies, like, I'll pep up, you know? But that's just, like, when they had Simon Diamond and Conrad on, it, I was like, wow, like, this is great for them. They're having a great time, but I have to cut the balls off of this. Because, and some people uh, like it, but uh, I know that uh, Mike Durbin doesn't like the, to announce names ahead just in case stuff yeah. doesn't work out, and then you then you look bad. Because I've done that before. Where I've literally made YouTube videos saying, "Hey, this person's coming on the podcast. Write your questions down below." But there's a thirty percent chance due to contacts that I've made over the last year that I may be able to get. Uh, Liam Gallagher from Oasis. Wow. Uh, on the podcast, because did I ever tell you my story about Nile Rogers from Sheik? No. Uh, who I fucking love, by the way. And anyone that doesn't like Sheik or disco music is a agey bastard. Uh, so basically, uh, I've been to see Sheik every time they come to Ireland. I take loads of photos and videos, and they're all up on Instagram. And next thing you know, I, I go on Instagram one day, and I had like 17 licensed by this uh, lady who was uh, black and she, uh, is that a problem for either one of you guys? No. no, no, no. Okay, no, of not. good, because I, I was worried in case you were going to say that it was. But uh, And then I checked her profile and she's actually in the band Chic. So I, was, mm-hmm. I thought, 
of what well, here's the opportunity. So I jumped on and I said, "Listen, huge fan. I've got a podcast. Uh, I exaggerated the numbers." And I said, uh, "Of course, I'd love to, if possible, interview you and or Nile Rogers for it for for a short interview." And she said, "Sure. Why don't you, here's the email of the uh, the PR person." So I emailed her, and then she said, "Absolutely," uh, but. But she says, but when it's uh, we say 15 minutes, we mean literally, as in we'll have to hang up. I said, you've got it, no problem. But then it was three or four days beforehand. They said, sorry, we have to cancel. He's got a, a tour with Share uh, in the works. So he had to go rehearse and do that stuff instead. So I was this close. So it is possible to get a big guest. Yeah, you never know unless you ask. I mean, that's basically all there is to it. And I know there's guests that I have had that are only big to me. You know, like I don't know if people were that excited for Bumblefoot other than myself or, or the guy Frank Lissiandro that no one's going to know who it is unless they're a hardcore. But for me, I was like, oh, shit, you know. But, I mean, yeah. uh, hopefully coming up, I don't want to I don't want to put the fucking horse ahead of the cart. Is that a saying? Did I just make that up? The <laughs> apple ahead of the horse? Something like that. Uh, but I might have, from Game of Thrones, Jon Snow himself, Kit Harrington, might be <laughs> no. on the show. Had you heard that I might have Kit Harrington on it's possible. He, we were talking about it. He might be on the show. I know this guy uh, who, uh, you know, he loves taking a lot of pills. He's actually pretty good friends with Kit Harrington. Oh, that's weird. I wonder how that. I wonder how those guys are friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, but that's the thing about the podcast is that, like, can I can I beg myself up for a second? Sure. Because uh, I got Jackie Martin on the podcast because he heard that episode that I'd done with. Uh, Stuttering John, yeah, yeah, which was apparently uh, infamous. I said air quotes around a small circle of people because I was so wasted because <laughs> of my back pills on that first Stuttering John episode. Yeah, that it it became sort of viral between certain people, and that's how I was able to get like Jim Florentine, Bob Kelly, Rich Voss, etc. Because they all heard, listen to this fucking guy, he's on drugs. And uh, so I'm not saying that uh, the the part the thing is huge, but the the right people have heard it, and uh, enough that I can that, that people know who I am. Like I have a guest coming up called Mersh, who you may not know. He's a very right wing comedian. Uh, he he's known of me for a while through Keeping One Hundred. Funny enough, he listens to that. Uh, yeah, there's um, it's like uh, people you know certain people might have taken shots before it, like. Uh... Well, Keeping 100 has, has Vinnie Paz on, and they don't know who that is, but a lot of people do know who that is. And to, yeah. me, to me, I knew him as a guy that, that was, was well-known locally because he's a Philly guy. But his, his, his name and his, his groups and, and everything like that, he's toured with some of the biggest rap acts, whatever. But he came to us just because he was just a listener. He was just a, none of us knew him. I didn't know him, you know, even though we were from the same area. He just listened to Keeping It 100, found that I was from the same neighborhoods and shit, and then reached out to me. But anyway, it's kind of similar. But, um, yeah, it's funny how that works. And I, I, like, I think we all help each other, too, because obviously it wouldn't hurt for either of you guys to say, well, you know, um, we're, we work with uh, Joe Feeney. Joe Feeney works with Conan or whatever. That could help with wrestlers and shit. But I, I know that to help get me Jackie Marling, I said, yeah, you know, you've previously done It's Usually Hello or whatever. So It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The holidays have come and gone, but that doesn't mean there aren't still visions of sugar plums and cookies dancing in our heads and making our bodies feel terrible. In fact, the average American consumes seven teaspoons of added sugar a day. That adds up to over a pound a week. Your body needs a break from all the sugar. And we have the solution with the Sugar-Free 3, only on OpenFit. Sugar-Free 3 is a three-week program designed by New York Times bestselling author and former editor-in-chief of Cosmopolitan and Women's Health, Michelle Promaleko, to help you kick your processed sugar habit. Cutting out refined sugars helps you have more energy during the day, sleep better at night, have healthier-looking skin, and, of course, lose weight. In fact, you could lose 5, 10, or even 15 pounds in just 21 days just by cutting out sugar. Now I've just begun trying out Sugar Free 3. I'm signed up to the app. I weighed myself in on this past Sunday at 244.4 pounds. I'm going out today to do some shopping to go along the lines of the diet and the meal plans, and I will keep everyone updated as I know you're dying to hear my results. But no, seriously... I do need to lose uh, some weight, for sure, and I need to change my diet. And Sugar Free 3 has been the catalyst for me to begin these diet plans. And honestly, it has everything you need, the diet plan, the app. But the number one step to starting is to kick sugar. you got to kick sugars, not carbs. You can enjoy potatoes, fruit, even whole grain bread and pasta. Sugar Free 3 makes cutting processed sugar and eating healthy super simple any time of the year, after the holidays, before vacation, and whenever your body feels like it needs a reset. Your Sugar-Free 3 program would come with a 21-day customized meal plan, hundreds of Sugar-Free 3 approved recipes to choose from, easy food tracking, food label decoders so you can easily identify hidden sugars, and it's all included on the OpenFit app. Thanks to a special partnership with OpenFit, you can access all of Sugar-Free 3 for free when you sign up for OpenFit and get access to hundreds of on-demand and live trainer-led workouts including 350 brand new classes each week. So any kind of working out you're into, any kind of aerobics, any kind of exercise, it's going to be available on OpenFit, both live and on demand. So kick processed sugar in just three weeks. Get healthier looking skin, feel energized, and lose up to 15 pounds in just 21 days with Sugar Free 3 on OpenFit. Right now, Creative Control Daily listeners get a 14-day free trial membership to OpenFit when you text CREATIVE to 505050. 505050 text creative for your 14 day free trial. You will get full access to Open Fit, Sugar Free 3, all the on demand and live workouts, and nutrition information. Totally free for 14 days. Again, just text creative to 505050. Standard message and data rates may apply.